0: Hey, Spiritual Hooligan, are you a spiritual person who's hoping that spirituality can positively impact your money-making process? Well, today I want to bust more New Age money myths. I got a ton of questions from the Spiritual Hooligan tribe after posting my last New Age money myths video. So today I'm going to answer your questions and we're going to take on the law of attraction, money, and spirituality. My name is Matthew Ferry and I'm bringing you your daily enlightenment from all the way up here in Whistler County. Canada, I'm sitting here in my nice little condo doing a quick video for you. Well it's probably not that quick because I got a lot to say on this topic, but you know this is your moment to pause, to slow down, to get connected to enlightened perspectives. I want to help you to quiet your mind and restore your peace. So let's start by taking a deep breath in through the nose. Let's do it together. Hold your breath for me. And as you're holding your breath, close your eyes if that's possible. If not, just keep them open. It doesn't matter. But I'd like you to just keep taking long, slow, deep breaths over and over and over and holding them. Repeat after me. Please set the intention for enlightened consciousness to flow through. To experience purity of my own consciousness. To know that all is well. To embrace life, people and situations exactly as they are. Please set the intention to release my need for things to be different. To practice total and complete acceptance of all people, in all situations, at all times, including myself. So let's keep going in our meditative state. Deep breath in. Hold your breath. Connect with this idea that all is well. And really, what is that? It is the recognition that the source of life for you is the source of life for everything and everyone. That we're all one thing expressing itself with infinite variety. And at its most fundamental level, enlightenment is the perspective that all is well. So take a deep breath in and hold it. And let's talk about this question that comes in from Mike. In our spiritual hooligan Facebook group, if you're not a part of that, you should totally join us. It's super fun over there. We're there's no drama. We're just uh, we're just super focused on being in the in an all is well state together. So he says, uh, Matthew, I listened to your episode 51 uh, of Daily Enlightenment on New Age money myths busted the other day, and he says I'm having difficulty throwing out the concept that we are that the concept that we can place the order in the field, get out of the way, and then the likeness of that order will show up. So those are his words. Place the order in the field, get out of the way, and then the likeness of that order, that thought that we have, will show up. And he asks, you know, are you saying now that you are the order that you're placing, that there is no us in them? that we are requesting everything from our consciousness to materialize in the matrix. So he's getting a little deep there, but I want to see if I can clarify it. I'm sure I'm going to get unbelievably deep. Uh, when I wrote this out, I was like, whoa, okay. So uh, I said, wow, my great question. Let me, uh, let me take them on for you. And in episode 51, I do say that the law of attraction is an artifact of perception. It's actually a story that we're making up that keeps us hoping like gambling keeps us hoping. So we're, you know, we're both delighted when it works as well as being in this constant state of disappointment, you know, and, and thinking, God, well, you know, how come it's not working? So the enlightened perspective is that you are the thing that you seek. That's the enlightened perspective. You are the thing that you seek that is manifesting into reality. So it, if you don't create the conditions, then there's not much hope that the thing that you're seeking or the thing that is coming through is actually going to occur or going to come into reality. So hoping and wishing is, uh, is just an ineffective thing to do. But let's clarify this, okay? Because Mike says, I'm having difficulty throwing out the concept that we can place the order in the field out of our own way and the likeness of that will show up and and he makes reference actually in his comment to a story that i tell in my first book called creating sales velocity which is a a handbook for high conscious salespeople. So even back then, even in my sales times, I was, uh, I was pretty obsessed with high conscious thinking and how do you utilize spirituality in everyday life. And in that book, I was describing how I was trying to convince my girlfriend at the time that you could use your mind to, to create the realities that you want. My mentor was my father. My father's mentor was a man named Earl Nightingale. And Earl Nightingale was the guy who said, you become what you think about. So that's what he's referring to. I focused on, I'm going to get a free Ferrari just by thinking about it and I ended up getting a free Lexus but here's the thing I don't actually want to spike your gamblers high okay with the law of attraction Uh, I don't want to start any law of attraction lore that's not my objective here back then I was still um, on the law of attraction roller coaster maybe like you I was going up and down there were times it was oh my god so amazing I can do anything oh my god I suck nothing's happening oh my god I'm so amazing oh my god I suck nothing's happening right just over and over and over and since then I've had some pretty profound realization about the process of manifesting and creation. So it appears to be a phase, maybe even a trap, that all high conscious people seem to go through. So if you're on this ascent towards enlightened consciousness, it's, it's likely that you will go into what is coined a spiritual materialism phase. Many teachers have written about this. One talked about this idea of spiritual materialism. And that, that book almost nails it, but it's not quite there. It's not almost, and I want to take it to one step further. As your mind goes quiet and your consciousness increases, you begin the process of releasing duality. And this is going to help a lot. Duality means that you stop, you stop seeing yourself as separate from everything in the universe. So this idea that that you are a manifester, and then there's a field of consciousness, which is provide the provider of mani- what you're manifesting, this is just like um it's like a mistake, right? It's like uh it's like your consciousness is just filling in the gaps. It's an illusion. So it's, it's just an old paradigm wrapped in a new age wrapper. So it says, for example, if you're a good person, if you think good thoughts, if you do good deeds, then God is the, going to take care of you. And it, it implies that um, you're less than God and God is a parental provider, a provider who's going to reward spiritual types like you by providing you with all of your wishes, and then it's going to punish non-spiritual types by making their lives less plentiful. This, my friend, is duality, which really means what you're doing is you're seeing yourself as separate. There's you, and then there's God. But as your mind goes quiet, you actually start to see that we're all one thing, expressing itself with infinite variety that just stuff is just bubbling up in consciousness and you are what is bubbling up that you and God are the same thing that you are an expression of God that you are an expression of the background field of energy and information that is self organizing into everything that we experience. So if you look into the world with a critical eye, you see that the, the majority of people out there in the world who are rich or wealthy or successful, they don't, they don't care about practicing spiritual principles at all. It's not even a concern that they have. They don't use the law of attraction or positive thinking or placing an order with the field yet if you do if you step way back cuz i i've dealt with so many of these people in my coaching practice over the years if you go way back what you start to see is that they have a hidden motive to survive that is extremely effective at gathering resources and this hidden motive to survive, that's a, a coin that I have termed to describe a part of consciousness that is survival based, but in and it has different, um, you know, expressions. But the one I want to talk about today is greed. Greed is a drive to organize the outer world to get everything put into a place that makes sure that you can prosper that you can live comfortably that you'll stay alive longer it's sort of like um it's this it's it's this like drive to create a comfortable life and the expression of it is an intense fear that there won't be enough you know most people their desire to create the dream uh, or their desire to succeed or achieve or make money or whatever, it has its roots in lack and fear. If you really just look at it like the desire to learn and grow and strategize and build systems is so often, when I say so often, I mean like almost always driven by an invisible part of consciousness, a very successful survival consciousness called greed. So my point is very simple. Placing an order with the field to get something, to have something materialize, to manifest something, actually, for most people, has its roots in fear. So in your quiet mind state, you know that all is well. There is no fear. You know that more isn't necessary. In your quiet mind state, you know that more is not necessary. So, I mean, it'd be nice... But therefore, there's nothing to ask for because you, you are everything. Everything is whole, complete, and perfect exactly as it is. There's nowhere to go. Life is whole, complete, and perfect. And then for some people, and when you get into that state, right, you're, you're whoop, I'm knocking down the pillows over here. When you get into this quiet mind state, something new starts to appear. And this is the thing for, for Mike that I want him to really consider, that When you get completely quiet and you're in a state of all is well, oftentimes inspiration takes over. Inspiration to build something or to create something or to give birth to to things. And in your quiet mind state, what there is to do is just to surrender to whatever that is. Surrender to whatever's coming through you to be created. In your quiet mind state, you recognize that there is no difference between the creator and what is being created. In essence, you are the field. So there's no placing orders in the field. You recognize that the field is creating in you, that you are what is being created. i give you an example, okay? The words that I'm speaking right now, these things just come through me. They just, there's just like something that's just, like, just coming through whether I want it to or not. And I've just surrendered to what is being created. And I will tell you, it has taken me a long time to surrender to it. I am the field expressing these ideas, this particular set of ideas. So I wrote a book, and it'll sell or it won't. But I'm not attached to that. I create videos like this one. People will watch them or they won't. I write posts. People will read them or they won't read them. In the state that I'm suggesting that you work towards getting into, All is well. And until you get there, you're probably going to be stuck in something that I call the personal development prison. And this is where most law of attraction people live. They're jumping from seminar to seminar, book to book, audio to audio. They're searching for that next golden nugget. That thing that's going to finally lead them to the promised land. And here's the crazy part. When you are completely at peace with where you are right now, there's no need to go to any more seminars. There's no need to read more books. There's no, all of that stuff evaporates. Now, you probably will want to learn stuff because you're just like that part of consciousness that likes to learn and grow. But you, you'll find that all of the stuff that you used to just be like, oh, I need to read this now. like That stuff like, it doesn't interest you anymore. So it's kind of like this. When you are completely at peace with where you are, with what you're doing, with how life is going, with what life is doing around you, you can follow your bliss and you can do it with incredible, rational, critical thinking. And that's key because when we're using the law of attraction, it's so often we throw critical thinking right out the window. I mean, let's be honest with each other, okay? The non-spiritual types are right now on the planet, the most successful people around because they're dealing with the physical reality in a very rational way. They're focusing on knowledge, skill, leverage. They're creating systems, marketing. They're using persistence. And when you combine all those things together, sprinkle in a little luck, you massively increase your your odds of succeeding or creating the things that you want. But that doesn't mean that they're having a good time doing it, okay? That's different. That's the stuff that you're into. You're into experiencing a positive state, okay? But I've coached billionaires. I've coached 100 millionaires. I've coached multi-millionaires. And, and across the board, I will say this, that the money itself actually creates more survival consciousness. Like the more money they have, the more they get pulled into survival states, which creates suffering. So it's the exact opposite of enlightened consciousness, which creates peace. <sighs> okay. So this is a really long-winded way of saying manifesting, creating, and turning your thoughts into reality isn't you. You are what is being created. These aren't your ideas. These ideas are coming through you. You are an expression of what is being created. The, the ideas that you, that you have are really just an aspect of what you are predisposed to, like how you just sort of came in, configured a certain way. So if you're inclined towards science, then guess what? Science ideas just keep coming through you. If you're inclined towards real estate invest, investing, real estate ideas, they come through you. If you're like me, a musician, music, just music comes through nonstop. Manifesting, creating, and turning your thoughts into reality is a function of who you are, your predisposition, the environment that you're in. And then it's you seeing the opportunities and having the courage to act on them, Acting, doing things, using practical stuff like systems, structures, workflow, deal making, leveraging, marketing, the whole gamut of best practices, right? I mean, if you're a musician and you write a song, your song has no real chance of doing anything or making any impact unless you implement best practices around marketing your music. If you're a dreamer and you have amazing ideas, but you don't implement all the best practices, you don't take on systems, procedures, processes, workflow, all the stuff that makes things go in the world, well, it's not likely your dreams are going to materialize. So let's say you place an order in the field. What's really happening, Mike? What's really happening? From my perspective, the background field of energy and information, that soup, that scientists call the quantum field is churning. It's like the energy and the information of all of the world is mixing together in, in this self-organized way, right? You want to think about cells, they self-organize. they like break apart, create two, break apart, create four. They just keep going, going, going until they turn into stuff, that's self-organization. So as a result of this self-organization, you have an idea. But if you're being really critical, you don't have an idea. It isn't your idea. It's just like all of a sudden it's there. And that idea then goes through this process of even more complex self-organization through you. And that that complex self-organization is what you might call inspiration. You're inspired to take action. But here's the question, okay? And it's the question that we spiritual types often don't ask and that is okay i'm inspired i have this idea but is my environment conducive to getting the result that i want i mean are are all of the physical elements present to have my inspiration actually grow and turn into something right can can this phantom in my consciousness like can that whoa right can that turn into a fully baked idea into a fully baked reality? And the answer is maybe, maybe it can. Maybe the components are present. Maybe part of your natural predisposition is to like seek answers, to push, to drive, to understand. Maybe you're driven to organize stuff, to build stuff, to create conditions. Maybe you're inspired to assemble the components and have this new expression live. Maybe, right, in the past, we know that greed has been a very powerful drive a drive to organize, assemble, push and persist to create more safety, to create more comfort comfort for all of us, right? But for you, you can't really rely on greed, right? Because greed actually causes you to malfunction. When greed is present, you feel bad, you feel incomplete. When greed is present in your consciousness, you feel like the world's a negative place. Like you have to build this moat of money and prosperity and stuff all around you. You have to protect your family, protect your, your siblings, protect your, you know, your, the future generations. You have to protect yourself from, from not being able to fulfill your potential. What if I can't retire? What if I, right? who's going to take care of me, right? That's when greed is present for you, ugh, that's a malfunction. It feels terrible. Why? Because you are the latest successful iteration of humanity. You are predisposed to inner optimization, which is really an expression of happiness, joy, peace, certainty, love. I mean, you're the type that's ascending towards this state of all as well. And that really creates a pickle in this whole manifesting, creating things. I want to make more money. I want to pull. and want to have things come into my reality. It's a, it's a pickle. Greed versus peace. That's the pickle for you. But like I said before, when your mind finally goes completely quiet, when you recognize that the source of life for you is the source of life for everyone and everything, when you know that we're all one thing expressing itself with infinite variety, you start to deal with things really rationally, very, very rationally. So if you don't have the skills to fulfill on the thing that you want to create, then you can embrace the learning process to get those skills without any fear or any hesitance. If you don't have the network to fulfill on what is being created, you can fearlessly pick up that phone and make a contact with people and it doesn't cause your stomach to do somersaults. But here's the thing, it doesn't mean that that's gonna work, okay? It doesn't, doesn't mean that it's just gonna magically work. But here's the thing to know, as Goethe said in this way, that boldness has power, magic, and genius in it. So is manifesting real? no i don't think it is i think it's a likely story that we assign to something that we can't explain can you create the life that you want yeah yep you can but it's not magic okay it's it's pragmatic and it's practical does spirituality help create the life that you want well both yes and no right yes it helps you to realize that nothing out there in the world makes you happy or feel fulfilled That's positive. It helps you to create what you want because you know that all is well. And when you're completely detached, you can sort of do things in a very fearless, bold fashion. You know, you can maintain your persistence, for example, without all the negative mind chatter. So, you know, those, those things, the spiritual process is very positive for. But it's also no, because spirituality doesn't help. Because creating the life that you want is about setting up the conditions in the physical world. And that means that you have to apply physical world best practices, which can pretty much be deployed by anyone, including people who don't care about spirituality. So in conclusion, there are four steps that you can take. Step one, do the work to get your mind to go completely quiet. Step two, embrace that all is well and nothing else is needed. Step three, follow best practices to create things that are coming through. And step four, learn to ride those waves of energy. There's gonna be lots and lots of experiments, lots of failure, a lot of iteration. Woo, that was a long one. Well, my name is Matthew Ferry. I'm author of Quiet Mind Epic Life. And if you stuck with me this long through this video, first of all, thank you for doing that. Second of all, will you like this video? Come on, like the video, because that tells YouTube that other people should watch this crazy long video that I just made. And it means something to me, but it makes a difference in the world because YouTube will serve the video up to more people if you like it. So if you dig the things that I say, you can also subscribe to the channel. You can keep getting the videos. You press the little bell button, then it sends a little notification. Hey, Matthew's made a new video, right? So I really encourage you to do both of those things. Leave me a comment as well. I love getting the comments. And then finally, consider joining us in our spiritual hooligan Facebook group that's where this question came from and there's a bunch of people in in the world out there who are just like you they're communing together in a group called spiritual hooligans i'll put the link below for you to check it out i'll also put the link below for the hidden motives uh, release meditations and highly recommend that you release the hidden motive greed very very helpful my gift to you okay thanks for tuning in to this daily enlightenment